Hello and welcome. You're listening to episode 3 of Tate, that's T-A-I-T. Tate is short for Talking About Immersive Theatre. I'm Dr Joanna Bucknell, a theatre maker and performance academic. I love all things immersive and Tate is a podcast where I share that passion with you by tracking down immersive theatre makers, producers, performers and directors in their creative spaces to chat with you about their work and some of the processes involved in making that work available to you. Before we get started this month, I just have a very small disclaimer. This is actually the very first interview that I ever recorded for Tate. It didn't go live first for various reasons, so I'm really excited now to be able to share this with you finally. So without further ado, let's get started. Uh, Welcome Immersiveites. I am on site with uh, Bertie Watkins from CoLab Theatre at a secret location in South London uh, for their latest production, Crooks. Okay, so um, I've basically introduced you. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, In what respect is it? it Um, Yeah, what kind of, how did you get into theatre? Through frustration, I think. I Mm -hmm. kept seeing, I grew up with a lot of theatre. and I, I was in the young people's group at Batsy Art Centre. Yeah. Um, and then, ironically, Punch Drunk was one of the first shows I've seen and worked on as a 13-year-old. Was that Mask? Um, mask, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that kind of just showed me what theatre can be mm-hmm. instead of just sort of sitting down and uh, watching a Chekhov, which is good, has its place, yeah, yeah. but <laughs> I kind of was just frustrated by it and I always got bored at some points. Mm-hmm. So I thought, why not do it myself? So interesting, because um, Battersea Arts has been a huge part of my life and my mm. influence in my career. The first show that kind of blew my mind was when I was, I was at, just started uni, and I went to see um, Force Ents, actually. Force Ents, yeah. Arts. yeah. And, uh, I think it was Exquisite Pain, something like that. Yeah. But it was really Mask of the Red Death. I think I saw that in my third yeah, year. Yeah. It like, kind of, I think it inspired wow. so many people, didn't it? It's brilliant. That's what's it's great about so it. interesting. Most people I meet that are kind of making yeah. this kind of work, that's the arts features somewhere. Yeah. The, the, like, <laughs> the most, what was it, the most influential theatre in London or in Britain. Yeah, absolutely. And it is true. Like, I don't even think they are. Because they just, so many people have been through them. Mm-hmm. And they've supported so many people. I was so freaked out, because <coughs> um, I go there yeah. still all the time. And yeah. I was sat in the chair and my partner said to me, You've been sitting in that chair for 16 years. I was like, oh no. Shit. <laughs> what it has Still been here. that long that I've been coming years. here for? That's insane. That is mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's almost a decade for me. So it kind of just feels like, like home. Oh my god. <laughs> Second home. Second okay, home. so. Home. Um, obviously, we don't have anyone else here with us at the moment, mm, no. but who else? Do you want Jack to join? He can, yeah, that would be great. Jack! He's hiding. <laughs> he, he set up the dude, don't you send it? It's not Is he going to sleep? <laughs> well, can you tell us a little bit about who else can Who, who, who are the warm bodies that make up Colab? Um, it's mainly um, people come and go, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Joe's been here for a while. Joe Ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the associate director. Um, He's quite good because he's, like we were talking about, with he's very game theory kind of thing. He's very much okay. uh, focuses on audiences' um, engagement with tasks and stuff like that. And I, I'm quite narrative driven. Mm-hmm. And I think it's quite good the contrast between 
the game and the story. Yeah. And it's, I think it. Well, I think that's why these shows have sort of worked. Is that mm-hmm. slight conflict because we keep arguing? Yeah, <laughs> it's quite good um, in quite that's, a healthy way. Yeah, it's drama a, yeah no good. Conflict, yeah, exactly. It's a kind of create something drama. quite <laughs> delicious. Yeah, uh, and then we got Becky D on this. It was the first time I used a designer. It was mm-hmm. in this one, um, and she's just phenomenal. Um, Callum is the kind of production guy. Okay. Um, Jack, ironically, he's an actor, but he's he's kind of the, the I don't know what you call it, the constant. He's the rock. <laughs> he's the one that we all cry on his shoulder. Um, and he's just lovely. Um, and then people have come and gone. Um, I'm trying. I don't want to miss people out in case it's. Do you consider yourself more of a collective then, potentially, kind of with people coming and going that way? Oh, in a way, yeah. So we bring in. It's whoever's available, really. It's kind of just want to do a show it's more because um, because of buildings and buildings being so hard to find yeah. it doesn't really work so you can't really plan doing a show very far in advance you have mm-hmm. to we got this space for example and then we were like it. <laughs> make a show do it and then it's kind of that's why it happens in the way then we just get who we have around okay jump on board and then if people, some people can't do it they can't do it but we have to mix it around so we can't really like have a solid base and it's also because I can't pay people yeah. full time I was going to ask you do you so have a day job or do you do outside I of don't home? I'm the one person so my um, so I move sort of back home to have free rent um, mm. to be able to sort of fund myself through it mm-hmm. um, so even though it's a shit wage <laughs> <laughs> I'm still able to kind of work on collab the whole time permanently which is good um, and then there's just the odd, weirdly well-paid, random job, like SEO work or kind yeah. of PA work. Or That's becoming work. more and more a feature, actually, of mm. people doing kind of commercial or corporate things, which then fund yeah. kind of the, the more theatre-based mm. things, even Punch Drunk. And that's kind of how we... Down that route as well. The way we usually do it with Colab is that we make a show for a corporate... Um, and then using, basically because they got a big budget, we use their budget to buy as much set and props and costume as we can. Yeah. So then we can release it without having that production fee mm-hmm. on top of the tickets. So they can become slightly more affordable. Yeah. Um, but again, it's always panicky and it's always quite fun because yeah. corporates, they never, they never, they're never <clears throat> really happy unless they get involved to the point they want to be involved to. Oh, okay. um, which is always... Healthy challenge. Healthy challenge. (laughs) Um, I mean, they're fine. If you've been, they usually get all right. But it is quite funny because they have to move stuff slightly to the left and slightly to the right, Um, which is fine. But they're paying you for it, so fine, do it. Um, Yeah. So there's kind of like a little hub, and we're growing and growing. It's that kind of like the bigger we get, the more people are interested and the more people are willing to just come out and hang hang out basically. Well, your shows are selling out quickly like, as well yeah, which yeah, must be really good. great yeah yeah thank god <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so um, we've happy. talked a little bit about kind of who collab are in terms of the people but mm. who are collab what are, what's your kind of your ethos <laughs> what's the nature yeah. of what are you trying to achieve um, what is, I haven't really reviewed that in ages we have a <laughs> thing on the website but it's kind of oh, that's a good question, Jesus. Um, let, we, me, let me add a bit to that. 
to it, yeah. that might help. I was going to ask you, what makes you make yeah. us want to get up, up out of our seats? Yeah, okay, that's, yeah, that's kind of where I was going, <laughs> in my head. <laughs> um, it's more, we want, I want to create, um, what frustrates me about immersive theatre, specifically, well, the, I'm sure, yeah, um, <laughs> alternative style theatre, um, is that even though you're you've got autonomy and you've, you're sort of free within the world or within whatever thing, you never have a presence within it. Yeah. Um, and that's just one of the major things. I think quite a few other people are starting to do it. Yeah. Um, but I think that's why I started Colab specifically, rather than sort of going and working with another immersive theatre company. Is you're not given a presence. Like it, it doesn't. And we, I'm trying to tr- create something that. Um, doesn't push people to the foreground if they don't want to be, but I still feel they should be a present member <coughs> of the society within the narrative. Yeah. Um, and it just gives them so much more purpose and it makes them engage so much more with the story uh, rather than just being sort of a voyeuristic viewpoint yeah. of everything. Well, at some point, um, I feel like um, I'm a ghost oh. in someone else's world. Mm. So although I have autonomy to move around so you're the kind space, of, Yeah, you're infiltrating a dream, is that? I, yeah, someone yeah, else's dream. I don't feel dream. like I have any agency it's not, in that yeah, space. Yeah, no, no agency. It just kind of won't float around. If you were there or not, it wouldn't change. No, it that would carry on. Like those people would carry... You get yeah. the sense that like, the world would still yeah. be intact without you. Exactly. At Hostage, that yeah, definitely yeah. wasn't the case. No. <laughs> <laughs> it would just stop. We'd probably have there would be no show without... No, the, the audience, it wouldn't work, because the point, it's about you, you know, yeah. I mean, like, the point is that it is you mm-hmm. that are the driving force of it, but again, in a way that if you wanted to take a back seat in that, mm-hmm. you could have, like, if you wanted yeah. to just take a back seat and let everyone else do the talking, then fine, great, mm-hmm. but you're still, it's still about you, um, and we're doing that slightly less with crooks, um, but again, you're there for a reason, like, you're there it is in the email, so you're there to be undercover policeman to infiltrate the Cockney cartel. Yeah. So that's the whole point, and then the point of it is like whether you choose the side of the don or the police, mm-hmm. and that ends up deciding like the ending kind of thing. So okay. it is your active choices throughout. Yeah. But again, in the same way, you don't have to scream mm-hmm. or shout or go to the foreground if you want to just take a step back. That's fine. Because um, that puts so many people off immersive theatre, I think. It That's really why it's not in the mainstream, is because no one, there's plenty of people that. I know lots of people who can't re- think of yeah. anything worse than getting out of their Literally, seat. Literally, yeah. And there's Couldn't also um, a legacy from the 1960s of kind of horrific forced participation. Yeah, where that horrible get up on things stage, that you. one person, get on a panto and have like a pie for it. Take your clothes off or. Yeah, and it's that kind of. Yeah, exactly. And it's just that kind of. But that's what I want to get, peel away from people. I want yeah. people to be excited that they're going to be asked a question by an actor. I'm the ideal not, audience um, for this because my passion for this started when I went. I saw Quizula by oh, Yeah, yeah. And um, they just asked loads of questions yeah. for hours, <laughs> many yeah. hours. And um, all I could think was, I want to play too. Yeah. Why can't I play too? Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. there are lots of other people sat in that room who would never, yeah. that thought would never Don't want to cross do their no, mind together. Like, I don't want to go. But I think there is enough of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I want to play I want too. To do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that really so make it exciting, which is why for some of the immersive work, I feel frustrated because I don't feel I have any yeah, agency yeah. at all. Yeah. I think it's beautiful and it's it impressive. It's gorgeous. And yeah, yeah, exactly. But um, I'm just a voyeur still. Yeah. yeah looking yeah. in on someone else still. Whereas with your work, I feel much more like I get to play. Yeah, exactly, (laughs) because that's the thing, and it's the kind of note we always give 
because it's so hard to act that. Yeah. Um, but uh, the note I keep saying is that it's the audience's show. Mm. They react the way they want to react. Yeah. You as an actor are there to sort of facilitate their story and their journey um, rather than it being about the actor performing yeah. their monologue or their piece. I feel like that. I feel um, like um, when I do my work, I'm much more of a facilitator even than a performer yeah, completely. in a way. Yeah, yeah, even yeah. as a director in that kind of work, I think you're much more mm. of a facilitator mm. than you are a director. Completely, yeah. It's kind of giving people the tools. Because you can't really direct it. <laughs> you can't unless you get hundreds and hundreds of tester audiences through mm-hmm. which we can't well we can I guess but we you know it'd be quite difficult yeah. you, you never know what the bloody hell is going to happen I've written two scripts for Kirks both <laughs> of which are now completely out the window because yeah. there's no they change like and it adapts completely it adapts every day there's yeah. that kind of and it completely varies on how the audiences react particularly on Hostage it was great with well not obviously horrible but post Paris yeah completely different show yeah. even though we did nothing differently it was the same we we made less gunshot noises obviously yeah. um, but the actual the idea of the show just never changed but it completely changed the environment because before Paris everyone was giggling and having a great time yeah. after Paris people were sort of realising the re, the reality behind yeah. the show and they kind of it was quite still and it was quite like silent and Mm. it was quite it was really lovely and I was kind of like it kind of shows the test of the show that it can be completely different in sort of attitude Mm. but be the same show and hopefully be as interesting it's so reliant on those people isn't it they come Mm. every night and I guess it it has to be responsive in that way to the people that then come through the door um, that leads me quite nicely on to the next thing I wanted to ask. Um, mm. The term immersive is used a lot mm. at the moment by critics, by press, yeah. by everybody, <laughs> companies. And um, I was going to ask you, how do you feel about that definition in relation to kind of your work and what you do? Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Here we go. Um, I think immersive has been hijacked. Mm. Um, not... Any, in, in not because, not in a wrong way, but I think if people, if you say immersive, people think punch drunk. Yeah, they do. Uh, which is fine because they're the biggest company, they've been running for the longest and they've done the most. Um, and it just seems like now it's popular, people are just obviously whacking immersive on, even if they got ushers dressed up in a costume, they think that's yeah. immersive, and you're like, it's yeah. not immersive. No. <laughs> um, but again, like we were saying, it was that kind of, it's contradictory. In its own, yeah. it's in the, it's the in its own word, it's completely problematic because it? you you should be immersed in film and you should be immersed by watching actors on stage. Yeah. Um, so I I call our stuff pervasive mm-hmm. um, because I want it to um, just touch the audience as a person so it's pervasive in the way it's blur- I don't know do I need to explain pervasive in that yeah, if you blurring the boundary yeah, between yeah, yeah. basically it's blurring the boundary between reality and fiction mm-hmm. um, and again we can take that quite far in hostage it was quite good in infiltrating people's Facebook and yeah. finding out the holidays <laughs> they went on that year um, and then in this one for example it's quite minimal in the way that it's still you you are yourself but you're within this world because you're an undercover policeman yeah you're given that sort of cover story for what you need to sort of essentially role-play within the play itself. Um, and that's why, and I think just pervasive is nice because it kind of ties from the game theory, kind of the <clears> pervasive <throat> game theory, yeah. 
slightly, which I prefer to pull from there yeah. rather than the theatrical side. Some people are um, starting to talk about um, immersive gaming mm, now as well. So which immersive is gaming, performance big, games. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a lot more new kind of. And there's a lot of those, yeah, sort of treasure hunts becoming immersive. Yeah. Treasure hunts, basically, which I think are great. And um, you mentioned on the website as well um, mm. about action theatre action as theater. well being so that's kind of yeah. So I'm reviewing that a bit more because I'd make I think it sounds I like action theatre because mm. it's that kind of I don't know you're in the front seat you're not in the back seat it's yeah. that kind of like yeah. you're still with well, the actor act, driving you but commit yeah yeah as, and it's an action so it is like an action yeah. of theatre. Um, so I do quite like it as a term. I'm just questioning whether to try and pioneer it or not. I like um, I like pervasive. I really pervasive like goods, that idea yeah. of pervasive because um, I think it... Because that's what people want. It's the response yeah. like to social media. It's a, it's a social media... Yeah. It's a, you're, you're your own protagonist. Protagonist culture, I'm calling it. Yeah. Um, you're your own protagonist in your life now. You're mm. not just you doing your life. You're the active cameraman. You're the active yeah. kind of storyteller of your life constantly because you, you're feeding into social media you constantly me- mediate mm. and remediate yourself yeah. the All self the becomes something yeah, which yeah. is constantly in negotiation so be- yeah and you're your own character within your own world mm. and I think that's why pervasive is becoming more popular because they want their character of themselves to be the character within the play which is great, and I think let's feed off that. And it's I like quite that good. term very much. Um, and then action is good because you are just you're in the action. Yeah. You're acting. <laughs> you're, yeah, it kind of works. Everything you're right in the um, middle. And it did work with our spy series, but I realised because yeah. we're not obviously <clears> going to be doing spies forever. You know, <laughs> Lady Antoinette, like. <laughs> Action theatre and being like, mm. <laughs> not sure. Well, I like pervasive. I think pervasive um, is definitely pervasive theatre. I think is the yeah, pervasive based theatre. So, how do you? Where do you start when you make a piece of work? What's the kind of pro, where, where does it begin? What's the process that you yeah. go through? Um, I don't even know anymore. Yeah, but literally, it kind of comes out of. I think it comes out of stuff I liked in the past. So I love, so Crooks came out, I love like the Lock, Stock and Snatch and I love the yeah. Guy Ritchie style and film. Um, and it came from, so we did a corporate where you had to steal a painting last year. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that crown yeah, it's that kind of thing. Um, quite nice and sleek and all that kind of thing. Um, and then we did another corporate in December, like an office party, um, and they were wanting hostage, so they came and saw hostage, and they were like, can we have hostage, but can we not have hostage, <laughs> which they usually do, they kind of say, we like the show, but can you make something completely different, different but <laughs> yeah. the same, and you're like, I, I, I don't know what you mean, <laughs> I, I, you're completely exactly limited. like that, but, um, yeah, exactly, and you're like, um, I don't know, and they were like, we've got loads of old people, and pregnant people, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, well, we had old and pregnant people in hostage, so it should be fine. Yeah. But they were like, no, 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 we can't have hostage. Um, so we then, I then said we can maybe make an amalgamation of hostage and the vault, the painting thing, um, and squish them together, which we kind of did. And then the girl left, and then I started thinking about this Cockney Gangster idea. I quite liked the Cockney Gangsters. Yeah. Um, and then it developed, and then she left the company, and then the new person had to, it was like shit. Have, we're, we're two weeks away from 
having to do the thing, have you got a show? And I just <coughs> lied and just went, yeah, everything's sorted, it's fine, she signed it off, it's all good, don't worry, here's the fee. Um, and then brilliantly made crooks in those two weeks kind of thing, it was just like, we need to make, and it was just kind of, I try and get what people would expect from the story, of, you know, so hostage, Yeah. you want, you imagine like lasers, you imagine like abseiling, you imagine like commando, yeah. Navy SEAL and type thing. Earpiece, 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 yeah, it's, it's all that kind of you imagine that kind of born automate in Waterloo Station kind of turn <laughs> left, try to shoot it. It's those kind of things that I think I try and get inspiration from those, what people think that is about. Um, the same in regards to Cockney Gangsters, I was like, you've got to have a drug deal, you've got to have like a gay poker game, game poker, you've got to have like a, a kidnapping a traffic warden kind of thing. Like, it's those kind of like, <laughs> yeah. um, all of those lovely little like, experiences that you would expect from a certain genre of, of They're familiar, anything. I think it's... Um, yeah, it's familiar. Especially the audience, the genres that give the audience something at least to... Yeah, to grab onto. To grab onto. To, to be able to rely on as... Because that kind of... You need a rock as an audience, otherwise yeah. you don't know. You, otherwise you retract back. If you... Because it's great with a drug deal, for example. They know exactly, because they've seen The Godfather, they've seen yeah, like all the films... They know if they're told to stand up on the balcony, exactly the position they're supposed to. I and mean, it's that kind of like they need just need a Tommy gun, yeah. which is so expensive. Oh, I really, really wanted to give everyone Tommy guns. <laughs> they're completely out of like era, but <laughs> like we're in the nineties, uh-huh. like naughty. I found this. Um, I did. I did a lot of experiments for my PhD, and I started my PhD in two thousand and six. So really, before yeah. immersive was really anything, thing, yeah, yeah. and I was kind of like, how how do you yeah. how do you engage an audience? And I found that. The more freedom I gave them in the stranger mm. situations, the less the more they froze and just yeah, went, I don't really want to do I don't to want to do anything. with myself. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I found the tighter and tighter my rules, mm. the more people felt it. You say walk freedom. down the road, turn left, turn right, and then kick someone in the head. <laughs> they probably would. <laughs> like, it's that it. weird thing. Like but if you said do um, go and kick a guy in the head, you can pick him. They wouldn't do it. Like it's, it's no. a really bizarre kind of. And that was a huge revelation to me to, to find that the tighter the rules, the more freedom mm. created. Yeah, freedom and restriction is that. And kind of course, of that familiarity old. of giving them something. Yeah. That they know and they recognise because mm. they go, oh, and I they know go, yeah, what's exactly. Of me now. And, and they know exactly what they yeah. sh- their character should be in that world. Yeah. Um, so I think genres can can be, and of course, punch drunk and other companies use play. Yeah. So we, oh, we yeah. know. We know the they play. know kind of which what angle they're well, we going step for. Into that world. Yeah, yeah. We know we know Macbeth. We know yeah. Hamlet. So we have a cool. sense of so those they know characters. what the story is, and they're quite good because you never get the story from them. No. It's quite <laughs> handy that you're like, oh, is that that was Macbeth? Cool. <laughs> when I saw, when I saw Mask yeah. of the Red Death, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually yeah. didn't see a single scene. It was only coming oh, out. Yeah, I managed to have missed every, every single, single scene, scene. <laughs> so I just encountered the space. So when I came out, and all these people were saying, "There's yeah, one there was thing so on the thing," I was like. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I sat at the table for ages looking at the feast I was rifling through drawers and jars yeah, and then and people were like, like there was this wonderful scene in the bedroom and this yeah, and this and I was like was great. what I missed so all of yeah. that yeah. and it's so clever of them because like if, the, if you came to a theatre and they sat you the other way facing the audience you would like you would want a refund like, yeah, you'd, you'd be, like, be a bit like that's quite annoying <laughs> But it's an amazing, I, I yeah. But that's what's so good about it. I didn't realize, yeah, yeah, that there was actually stuff happening, <laughs> there was stuff happening performers, yeah, and all yeah, of this yeah. kind of thing. So that really freaked me out. I was like, oh, okay, I missed yeah, all yeah. of that. Um, 
Um, the other thing, well, there's a couple of other things. <laughs> yeah. I'm a live art practitioner myself, and I make, yeah. um, not, I wouldn't call my work immersive, I would call it participative. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I kind of, I, I make people commit real acts with me. Great. <laughs> but one of the things that I have, and I was going to ask you how you deal with this, is how on earth do you rehearse? I basically get, I'm lucky I have access to students, yeah. I get test audiences <laughs> in. I basically say, you, you, and you, come and yeah, spend an hour with stuff. me to see how this works. Yeah. So, how do you develop the show when um, you have that issue? Um, quickly. <laughs> and then we just do it. Okay. Just doing it. I mean, you can't, yeah. like, like I said earlier, you can't rehearse, really. No. I mean, we get it down, we try stuff. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't really be saying this on a podcast, but like, we have, <laughs> we have tester nights. And then we have previews. Yeah. And then hopefully after about three or four goes, we know what's wrong, what's working, what's not. Yeah. Um, and then it's using actors that you trust and you know can react to act- uh, audiences. Mm-hmm. Um, because it might turn into a completely different scene. If the audience want it to be a completely different yeah. scene, the actor needs to know, sort of, have the awareness of what's happening around everywhere else. Yeah. And then within the world, which is quite a lot to keep in the head, and then be able to react in the suitable way mm. to the audience. And then sort of, I don't know if the audience wanted to go and do something and being like, you can go and do that, but maybe let's do it like this. Yeah. So it kind of fits within <clears> the time frame that they're given or whatever. Like, it's those kind of little bits that... I find sometimes, um, I've heard criticisms and audience say things like, well, it's, it's easier than normal theatre because you don't have to learn things. Oh, bollocks. And I think it's much harder. Yeah, yeah, it's so much harder. The amount of actors I've had um, from a very traditional background um, who are phenomenal, like actors, I've seen them on stage and on screen, and they've been like really great. Um, But you put them in front of an audience that can actually talk back to them and touch them. (laughs) Oh, God. Like, they don't, they completely freeze up. There's (laughs) nothing. Yeah. Because you realise the lines and your direction is giving you a big barrier to the audience. There's no actual need to kind of understand what your character's doing or what your character's saying. And in immersive, it's more because you need to be the character so much more because mm-hmm. they they hot seat you. The audience will be like, "Where do you come from? How long have you been working for the Donman?" They always ask me that. Yeah. And I, I, and I had to make, and I was like, yeah, it was four years ago. Thank God I knew. Like, it's that kind of, and then yeah, if you have exactly. to make it up, you have to make it up. It's yeah, that kind yeah. of, so it's, I think it's so much more difficult because oh, you're constantly having to be engaged and on the ball because mm-hmm. they, they will trip you up as, and they want to because like their audiences and they are playing and it's quite nice that they play. Yeah, they push um, and they push you to the point where <laughs> you end up being like, um, uh. <laughs> And you have to be ready for that because if you've created a liminal site where yeah. any the whole point is anything could happen. So if anything could happen you kind of need to be prepared for that. Especially when yeah, because we are and we're asking the audience to engage to that level. Yeah, because like you, invi- you invite you invite it. Yeah, we invite them to do what they want essentially. So to obviously a reasonable degree and hopefully what we're suggesting is the most exciting thing they can think of um, but yeah so much, I think it's so much more difficult to work it and I think more I think maybe not more out of personality and who you are kind of thing yeah. more as a real thing like if you say you're an actor but you're actually quite an intimidated person 
or like an in, in, insular person, like I don't think you necessarily are going to be the best immersive actor because you have to have a natural confidence and a natural ability to chat to people and be able to go up to someone random and just shake their hand and be like, mm-hmm. hello. Um, you can't really learn that. I mean, you can do it and keep doing it it and doing it and you will eventually get better, but you just need to have a bit of a natural kind of ability to talk to people. I'm the same when I try and, um, when I'm putting a show together or putting a piece of work together, I have to meet that person and I have to feel a synergy just with Mm. them Mm. because, especially my work is not, there's no fictive element at all because it's much more Mm. live art based, which Mm. means I tend to steer away from actors. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they end up being the worst. And I try and meet, I try and... (laughs) It's not really auditioning, it's impossible to audition. Yeah, you can't audition them either. There is a few, actually, I've learned. Mel Cook, actually, who's someone that maybe is worth chatting to. Um, Um, That leads quite nicely, actually, into the next thing I wanted to ask you about, which is, um, we've been talking about how it's (laughs) it's difficult to prepare Mm. as a performer, but it's difficult to happen. So has it ever gone gone horribly wrong? (laughs) yeah. (laughs) <laughs> do you have any juicy yeah. anecdotes about it going horribly um, wrong? Oh, God. There's been quite a few, actually. I don't know what the like, best really? Um, it's not gone horribly wrong. It's just that people have reacted in a way... Or, like, the chairs across the room. Yeah. Was that on tape? No, or I, I just so. repeat? Yeah, tell, I don't know. Yeah, basically, again. a friend of mine came and saw a show um, and got so into it, she just lobbed a chair... Um, at the actors, three chairs at the actor, who was just cowering in the corner, like in hostage, hostage. Yeah, <laughs> she just got so into it, it's mad. Um, and there's just so, there's so many of those stories. Pretty much, there's a lot of mini ones of people just doing something completely unexpected. Okay. S- half of them are like incredibly positive, and it means they've really played the game. Well, that's the thing. Do they and tend they to really get too involved rather than? Two, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think a lot of people, but sometimes it's not a problem. Sometimes it actually is amazing. Like when they've worked out something to do. Like oh, I won't give it away for crooks, but um, no spoilers. <laughs> what do they do on hostage? They yeah, stuff people like hiding, hiding, and then being able to hide, and we completely miss them. Wow. And is that kind of thing that? You panic to fuck as a kind of stage manager type role mm-hmm. that there's a wandering audience member and you don't know where they are and, they're <laughs> and you're like, okay, safety stuff. Um, but then when you find them, it's brilliant because they just they've just played the game so well that they've just ended up doing that. And then there's stuff about when they because we were it was weird the tying up in hostage gave such a different um, reaction because it is that whole as soon as you put a barrier in front of people after giving them agency, to then strip away the agency. Like, people reacted in mm-hmm. a whole host of different... Fun- <laughs> like, it, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and they... <laughs> and especially when they're drunk, um, and they're tied to a chair, um, and brilliantly, so there's one guy that was just pissed. Um, so he tried to get out, um, but he got up and then tried to walk with the chair, like, just going like that. <laughs> But he was so pissed, he just ended up head planting the floor. Oh no. Because he just was, he just kind of pretty much knocked out, and then he just couldn't get up because he was like a ladybug because he couldn't like get himself out of the chair. <laughs> so he's just there, and, we did, and brilliantly, um, Dom just carried on the scene. He just went, Excellent. That's what happens if you try and escape. 
he just slowly like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, and then we had one guy again who was quite interesting because he because it does it's the weird thing is the safety thing like because you obviously can't be not safe um, and luckily I was in the room at that point where he like a bloody ninja again like <coughs> did some acrobatics where he like Lent back, like fell back on his chair, like purposefully whipped it out from underneath him. So he had the chair then, like tied to it, still here, but like had it up and used it like as a oh, kind of like, wow. Get, stay away from me, stay oh, away wow. from me. Um, but what was brilliant about it is that he pushed it to the point where, again, because you're there going shit, 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 shit. <laughs> be careful. Okay, We've got to make sure that everyone. <laughs> um, and then he brilliantly pushed it to the point where he realised. If he wanted to, he could walk out the room and leave, but that wouldn't be the game. It's like playing a PlayStation game and stopping yeah. stopping running and just staying still. Um, so he brilliantly just then gave up because he was like, get away from me, get away. And we were like, what are you going to do? You know you're not going to get out of here. Exactly. Blah, blah, blah. And you know, you know you're, they're coming for you. We've got SWAT teams everywhere. You're trapped. <laughs> Don't worry. Blah, 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 blah. And then he just kind of went, oh, yeah, well, he <laughs> just went and sat on his mate's lap but with his chair in with front of him as well so he's just on his mate's lap like this with this oh, and then he just did this thing on the chair um, there's just million there's million I could have got my mm. I have Jesse James wrists my hand is the same size as mine. oh wrist. really like a so I can always straight. get out yeah, straight. always straight but I thought if I pull my hands out that's what I mean it's weird how many people and then most people just sort of go okay we're tied up now yeah, Gonna do yeah. if I get out, I'm just gonna so many, the game. people grabbing the gun was quite interesting. Mm. That was good, but thank God we thought about that. Um, basically, we didn't load it. Uh-huh. Um, I actually got punched on the head with the gun. I have a little bruise. Oh, did someone? <laughs> I was like, excellent, I have a bruise. We're very safe. <laughs> very safe. Very safe. Absolutely. Safe. But, I, I but you never felt at risk. It right? was like a yeah, never. Good, yeah. It was, it was like my, my souvenir. Yeah, good. You're like, oh, look. I was like, look. I was so immersed. A pistol was just amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then my students were like, yeah, oh, sure, we'll go. Sure, we'll go. Come with the blood. No, he's like, immerse this. I'm really looking forward um, to coming this evening. Yeah, so. Although really apparently good. I don't have a poker face at all, so I'm hoping that's not going to be You'll a problem. Be fine. You should be fine. This one's a lot more jovial. Like, it's a lot. Like, I'm so bad that people. <laughs> apparently, watch my reaction when I'm watching things because apparently oh, really? I can't hide you can't my reaction hide at all. So when I'm assessing students' yeah. work, sat watching oh, the no show, way. apparently everyone else is watching me while I'm like going. That is so bad. You should just wear a mask. <laughs> I, I try now. I'm like, yeah, you're <laughs> covering my face. I'm like, just I have got poker face. Good there, so if I have to play poker, oh, bless I'm rubbish. Yeah, no, poker's are what you play blackjack. So you should... My partner's very good though at poker. Although yeah. he surprised me at hostage because he's very shy and very good. Did but he came out of his shell. really got me. Yeah, when we got tied to the chairs, yeah. I was like, Hey, like, somebody's perked up. Yeah, like, that's unusual. <laughs> I do call it, like, yeah, it's the people you don't expect. But like, he's a real gamer, so yeah, I think that really fed into all the things into there. that yeah, excite him. Again, it's giving him there. Okay, yeah. so um, I just wanted to ask really what's next. I noticed yeah. on the website there was um, a little thing about something called uh, your next show being potentially homeless and prison. Hello, I was really prison. interested in finding yeah. out more about prison very specifically. Prison, uh, it's going to have to take a back burner, I think. Mm-hmm. Um because ironically, there's not many spare prisons, prisons lying about. <laughs> <laughs> Which there was, there's a little mm. unit. Um, I think there's a derelict prison in Portsmouth. 
Is there actually? Yeah, I think a big Victorian derelict prison. Hello. Oh. And we have a big cultural trust at the moment who are Ooh. keen to develop Portsmouth's um, cultural Stuff. heritage. So it's worth okay. having a look. It's right yeah. in the centre of, t- of um, Portsmouth. The, as well. like, the place, great. Isn't it's it? very cool. It's big and black. It's like black oh, stones. Yeah, the gorgeous, the yeah, old Victorian. Big old Victorian one. I'm sure it's Delicious. empty because the uni yeah. thought about buying it at one point. Oh, really? Just turn it into halls. Oh, great. Like, Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> Get in there. Pay in your nine grand. I think they Get changed their mind. Yeah. Sorry, I think at the moment it's literally sat empty. Wow, so good. All right, it's thanks. well worth having a think about. Yeah, I'll have a look in that. Um, prison is. <clears throat> yeah, I do need to update it because actually, what's next is the hunt. And, oh, tell me about um, The chase. Is that on the website? I don't know if it is. No, I don't think it is. Oh, because it's super secret. Because we might make a separate branch oh. to Colab. So we might make Colab games. Yeah. Go lab there or in co lab black. Oh, um, yes, there's all stuff on there about the tech labs. Yeah, and the tech labs and stuff. And the um, class. So, um, prisons basically, you spend a night in prison. That would be of, amazing. Yeah. Uh, homeless is, you spend a night as a homeless person. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> that might be then, more yeah. of an audio. No, winter, definitely winter. <laughs> sub, sub. While well, it's snowing. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it feels. But I guess what um, you were saying earlier is space is so difficult to come by. Yeah, That's exactly. Why That's why prison now we can't really, well, unless bloody this place in Portsmouth comes through. Yeah, have a look. It's what um, we're into. But we can't. That's why a lot of our stuff happens on the street. It's because mm-hmm. it's so much easier to get a small room somewhere rather than getting like this place we've been really lucky with because we've got a huge... Yeah, space. It's it's massive space, massive space, um, and that's why we rushed to do a show in here. Yeah. Um, Are you relying on that? Then is the next piece of work going to be partic- potentially? It's small. On so the chase, uh, not the chase, uh, the hunt. I'm not sure I should give it away. When are you publishing no, this? Um, Easter. So don't. don't oh, Easter. Fine. Don't give any, what kind of in don't Easter? Don't give any spoilers. Probably like towards the end. Yeah, of Easter. Fine. Cool. Uh, Basically, so, I've got three weeks of teaching, and that's when I'm going to. Great, and you're going to sort it all out. Get it all sorted cool. out. Um, hopefully, it would be released by then, so it doesn't matter too much. Um, it's a pervasive game, like a natural pervasive game. Great. Um, the, the traditional way. Uh, and it's a form of, like, it's manhunt versus assassins, like water pistol assassins and oh, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so it's a month long experience where you join it. So we're making it a bit more fun, basically. It's. Uh, your fugitives, you come to like a big party that goes wrong. Mm-hmm. You end up going on a, on the run from the law. Okay. Uh, it's user generated, so it's uh, audience versus audience. We got pegs. Uh-huh. Can do pegs. <laughs> yeah. If you get pegged, because again, everyone knows the peg game from mm-hmm. the pub crawls that we've yeah. all done. Um, and then, but instead of just getting assassinated or being an assassin, it's it's all at hunt. So it starts off one person versus the 49 people but then they catch one person and then it's 48 two versus 48 and it kind of cascades down to there Mm. eventually being one person being chased by 49 people which I think would be so much fun and probably (laughs) quite quick (laughs) are Um, you based in London then? yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're pretty much we did do something in Manchester last year did you? Um, again like a corporate that's the stealing painting thing Mm. in, in Manchester um like being invited to other places is great, yeah. um, but I just don't think 
Yes, I've got the money, really, at the moment, because it costs money to get everyone out. And the audiences um, here. And well, there's so many audiences here. As yeah. It was surprising with Manchester, because it wasn't our marketing, it was uh, the Metro that were doing the marketing, and okay, like a professional yeah. PR guy. And they had a double-page spread in the Metro, and blah, 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 yeah. all up there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then hardly, like, it wasn't quiet, but like it wasn't massively really? attended, and I was like, wow. oh, shit, okay. I don't know if it's their fault or... Whereas here you sell out super fast. But here, yeah, in three days we sold out. Because yeah. there's so many people there. I have to be so careful because I'm on so many mailing lists. Um, so yeah, exactly. You have to literally book, I, I literally have to book straight away. You know, it's a bit like, oh God, I've just spent 20 quid on something else. <laughs> so bad. It's Not so payday for another fucking week. But um, yeah, so I always keep stuff aside. Mm. Because I have limited time because I live on the train Yeah, because you have to keep going again. Well, it is quite Crooks yeah. came quite um, quickly after hostage as oh, well. Oh, yes, which, which I'm glad. And I'm hoping. Really pleased about. And I am trying to. So I'm hopefully opening, reopening hostage this year. Oh, great. Um, hopefully the end of March. Mm-hmm. Fingers crossed. Um, and I think we might do it here because we're going to have the basement here. Yeah, it's a great So space. we might just do it in the basement here. Mm-hmm. Um, we were going to get a place in Whitechapel, but that's slightly fallen through. It's not fallen through, but it can only be a monthly rolling lease. Oh, okay, yeah. Which is quite hard when you're trying to book people in yeah. to a show. Um, <laughs> always a bit of a trouble. Absolutely. Um, and then it would be lovely because ideally we would have two to three shows happening all the time mm-hmm. and they could just be running and becoming self-sufficient. Yeah. And then we can start working on other stuff yeah. and growing and expanding rather than... Because mm-hmm. last year it was just show, stop, show, stop, show, stop, <clears throat> which is nice, but I don't think we're going to grow because they're quite small shows. Yeah. We're not going to grow... And intimate any, well, And really intimate, which is really important, I think. Hey, yeah, Hello. come in, it's fine. Well, I have the best time when... Um, whenever there's thousands of people under there, I never have You never have quite Well, let's not make too sorry. much noise. <laughs> sorry, sorry, bloody hell! <laughs> Oh, because that was my little dig at everyone else in our press release was, um, I can't remember, it was something like what I've been chatting about and it's better than paying 70 quid to be part of the crowd. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it is that kind of I've like, always had a better time when yeah. it's been, it's been that Like smaller and regular, I think, is probably the better model to go on. Like yeah. I can see, obviously, financially it's awful. Um, it, is, it is a real challenge because you can't really like no one's paid pro- like pr- like particularly properly like yeah. pay people but like it's hardly a living wage and um, it doesn't fit with because um, this is the problem I'm having as well with my work is it's durational so it tends to be 8 or 9 hours long mm. it doesn't fit at festivals it doesn't work in that, no, in that kind of none true. of this work kind of works yeah, in those yeah. contexts which of course is where the money and the platforms are available and that's exactly where the yeah. this kind of work and we did because I had a chat with some like VC investors yeah. And it was just a bit like, I was like, I think you guys have got it wrong. Like, this isn't like the next big money maker. No, no. Because <laughs> there's no. I mean, you can. Like, obviously, like, Secret Cinema have obviously grown to a size. Oh, where yeah, of course. They're obviously making money now. They say they don't, but. But the value of what um, is, is experience. And I kind of like the mm, fact that it resists that commodification. Yeah, the kind of like, we don't really want to be bought out. 
and it to be an okay show, if you know what I mean. It yeah. needs to be a bit exciting. And I think as soon as we get bored or something, like it's going to ruin it, because it's good being the head of the company, and yeah. that's me, and I know like it's as small as only ten people on this show kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's nice that, and it stops with me kind of thing. There's no board that's going to make a big decision, and then so if something happens... Yeah that we need to change or something can be done quickly and immediately rather than having to chat to a board. I just can't believe it. We and are it, getting a charity board. It makes a much more, a much more visible experience, I Completely, think. yeah. And you can push your boundaries a bit more. You can actually tie people up, which yeah. <laughs> a lot of, like a board would not agree with because no. you're tying people up when it's completely safe. And there must be a financial way of doing it because someone, for example, like Third Rail in the States... Um, mm. I went to their show about Alice. Um, I know. Then she fell. Then she fell. Yeah. And um, I, it's interesting because I went to the Punch Drunk show first, where there yeah. were thousands of us there. And then and then she fell. There was twelve of us, and I had one-on-one moments where yeah. Alice was in the bath handing me her clothes, and it was just yeah. me and her. Yeah, yeah. Um, playing with her in the mirror, having a tea party with six yeah. other people, and great. Yeah. And I was like, "You've been running this show for five years now." Really. Yeah. Which, and every night have had those kind of people, so it must be a financially kind of stable, stable thing. Yeah. Model, but it's time. I think it's also greed. Yeah, yeah. I think it's greed to an extent. Yeah. Because we may have, we don't make much money, but like I'm happy with no. not making that much money. <laughs> yeah. I think as soon as you start realizing, thinking, oh, we could squeeze more people in, let's squeeze more yeah. people in, and you start losing that. Well, you lose what makes you it. Kind of, yeah, the speciality. Like, as soon as yeah. we become a hundred thousand a night, mm-hmm. or a thousand a night, I don't know, unless we make a show that works for it. And I think the model, this, I'd be interested to see what you think about Crooks. Yeah. Because I think the model that we're using for this can be Extended. multiplied by quite a lot, mm-hmm. just with more stuff happening. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't know, maybe you might think it's up to, up to shit. Well, it's interesting to think about the gaming model, actually, and um, the way... Yeah, it's that kind of trying to work out the models that work. In a way, having like a third audience mm. is, is another way of potentially expanding that experience. Because this is essentially well. four, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's different, because I think it's good... It's working out how to just maximise time. It's yeah. like, it's almost... I wish we could have shows backwards. Mm. And two audiences can be going backwards, so there's no sort of wasted space. Oh yeah. Either side of the narrative, kind of thing. And it's, it's probably doable. It's just need to. I think we do. Oh, it's going to be interesting. Just being like, do you want the backwards ticket? Yeah. <laughs> and it does just make you know, incredible. Just Casio watches on bloody the supplier. <laughs> keep them afloat. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has to have a watch. Well, um, I'm very much looking forward to this evening. Thank and, um, you, yeah. I want to say thank you very much for taking yeah, the time to well, talk to me. Pleasure, um, I know you're busy because you're performing yeah. twice tonight, so. <laughs> and um, what I'll probably do um, is uh, hang around for a little while and try and get yeah, yeah, some of the people as and when yeah, they come yeah, in, if that's cool. Aside. Change my memory card. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Brilliant. is there anything you'd like to kind of add in mm-hmm. or say before I sort of switch it off? Fine. Thank you very much. Thank you. Pleasure. <laughs> I really hope that you enjoyed that episode. I certainly enjoyed recording it. Next month, I'll be chatting to Joel Scott, the artistic director of Go To Monkey, about their immersive audio work, The Devil Speaks True. If you did enjoy this episode, please do spread the word and share with anyone else you think might be interested. Also, I would love to hear your thoughts, feedback and comments on the podcast. So please do get in touch with me via Twitter, Facebook, SoundCloud or YouTube. Or you can email me directly using 
talkingaboutimmersivetheatre at gmail.com. Now, if you're interested in the other immersive things that I'm involved in, either as a maker or as an academic, you can find details and news about that on my website, which is joannabucknell.co.uk. Now, finally, if you come across anything immersive that's exciting, uh, theatre, performance, event, food-based event, tweet me in. You never know, I might end up talking to the makers on the podcast. So until next month, adios.